Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 274 and it is Tuesday, March 1st, 2022. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? Yes, we are here. Uh, the first of the month, March. Wake um, up, wake up. Wake up. It's Sorry. the first of the month. <laughs> Shout out to Bone Thugs. Uh, yeah, man. Um, spring is just a couple weeks away. Oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been dealing with this inconsistent weather. Like, it's been, like, last week it was 60 degrees one day. Then it was a literal ice storm the next day. Then again, we then went back to 50. And then we had some cold rain. And now it's in the middle. So, yeah, it's that typical uh, combination of uh, inconsistent New England weather and climate change, global warming, which is rather unsettling. But, you know, we, we make do. Um, as Carl is sharing the episode, I uh, just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Silk City Hot Sauce. Uh, SilkCityHotSauce.com. Uh, they're a Vermont-based business. Um, if you use the promo code CODEX, you can get... Uh, 15% off of your order, and there's a wide variety of great tasting uh, hot sauces such as Erotic Flavor, Badass Jew, Mango Madness, their maple syrup flavored hot sauce, which is which goes delectable with any breakfast food. I feel like that's your favorite. It is. You elaborate. You like elaborate the <laughs> most on that one. Oh yeah, like um, it goes well with any Dunkin' Donuts breakfast sandwich. I just put some just put some in the sausage and in the in the, the cheese and egg. Mm. It's, it's probably the best thing you've ever done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's wonderful tasting hot sauces um, that you can use for just about anything. Uh, rich, smoky f- uh, flavor. Uh, um, yeah, goes down easy and don't come up rough. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, SilkCityHotSauce.com. Uh, Codex is the promo code you'll use, and you'll get 15% off of your order. So, yeah, man. Um, yeah, so thinking about it now, man, we're at 274 episodes. 274. We need to do something for 300. Yeah. Yeah, we've got plenty of time, you know, because uh, the, the road to episode 300, we're on it, you know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to, I don't know what to do either, but uh, um, but I, I think we'll think of something. Um, we'll think of something cool. Okay. Yeah, we've we've got plenty of time. We got we've got several months. In fact, um, I, I think that if we hold steady, and I, as I'm looking at my calendar here on my on my uh, on my phone, oh, let me see, because we're March first. Correct. Nine, three, so basically, uh, around August or sep- late August okay. or September. That's, that's perfect time. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Like like mid August, early September, that's when we'll hit three hundred, provided that we hit that we don't miss a that we don't miss a week. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably happen though. Oh yeah, but but either way, you know, sometime late summer, early fall, we'll hit episode three hundred, and we'll definitely do it up. We'll we'll we'll, we'll have something uh, cool planned in the meantime. We've got plenty of months to think about that. But uh, but yeah, as we're as we're beginning this journey to three hundred, um. Yeah, man, it's Mar- It's March. Uh, so, as Carl's sharing the episode, I'm sure you'll have some. You'll have a report to give us about four in February. I do, I do. Okay, I'm actually finished. Um, yeah. So yeah, my four in February. I actually completed it. 
Nice. Probably my fastest one since I first did it. Ooh, okay. So, okay, so my first my first game was the Resident Evil remake, but I did Leon's story. Is this Resident Evil 2? Resident Evil 2, excuse me. Yep. And, yeah, so that was a little bit. I felt like it's been a while since I did play it. Mm-hmm. Like, I played it almost almost a year ago. Like, last May, I remember finally playing it and beating it. Yeah. So I did both the uh, uh, Leon and Claire's stories. So okay. there was two; those were two as it was, yep. um, and then I kind of like took about a week and a half off, mm. and I'm just like, wow! I was not expecting to beat those so fast. Yeah. So um, yeah, I took about a week and a half off. Then I just started realizing, I'm like, oh my god! Like I have not. I've been like off of it. Mm-hmm. So I got on Power Rangers Battle of the Grid, beat the story mode in one night. Oh wow! Well, it's not. It's not too long of a story mode, so I was just able to. So I was up a little late, um, yep. playing that one. And then the Resident Evil Three remake, which probably only took me two days, mm. with no like walkthroughs or anything. You know, like a certain a couple of like moments I needed walkthroughs for the Resident Evil Two remakes. Yeah, but three was just kind of a breeze, and I was very surprised at myself. Yeah, three was three was pretty short. Yeah. Shouldn't have been, but it was. I mean, Resident Evil Three remake. I feel like it was slept on. Yeah, two I'm, was just a better game. Oh yeah, and I think three they cut out a whole section, like the the clock tower in the original version. They just didn't make it for the new one. Really? Yeah. I never played the original one. I think I just stopped playing Resident Evil games after two. Yeah, yeah. Like I haven't played three the original, but I heard that there was like a whole section a clock tower section um that they just didn't bother to make for the new one right you do kind of go you do kind of go to the um you hit like moments in part two so it's like it's all like two and three are like going on at the same time yeah so it's just i it's just like two kind of finishes like slightly before the events of three mm-hmm. like yeah. where they blow up they completely blow up raccoon city yeah. And I think Leon and Claire and um I forget the little girl's name. Uh Sherry. Sherry, yeah. They like just barely make it. And then obviously, you know, Carlos and Jill just you know, they get out like just in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, the the remake games are actually pretty fun. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna BS about it. Mm-hmm. Um and as far as the comic tip, it's just one I actually think that you would enjoy. It's a brand new one written by Cy Spurrier. And it's called, I might as well just take them all out. All right. This one's called Step by Bloody Step. Okay. And it's yeah, written by Cy Spurrier. And the art is by Matthias Bergara. Uh, so what it's about is... A little girl has no memory, no name, and she can't speak. She's in a world where they, they haven't even, like, developed a language. Oh, okay. And she's, she just has an armored giant that's guarding, that's a guardian, and to protect her as they travel, and they're trying to figure out, like, 
how and why things have gone to the way they are. And it's it's so interesting because there's no words in out throughout the entire book. Okay. It's a very, you know, the the art looks for me, the art looks great. Like it's very intriguing, but what's cool about it was that you was able to first of all, it's because there's no words, you want to figure things out with her. Yeah. Like, okay, why does this world have like no how come there was no language developed or like why are things the way they are? How does she get to this? You know, how does she get into this uh, predicament that she's in now? Yeah. Where did the uh, armored giant come from? Mm-hmm. Um, but and the only thing is they have to keep moving forward mm-hmm. because if they go backwards, they fall into some trouble. Okay. But yeah, like I said, you just look at it. It's there's no words at all. Okay. No communication. You're just trying to it's like you're in a way you're trying to tell your own story with it mm-hmm. but then it's like you don't know if you're right or you're wrong it's just it's very open to interpretation that's what intrigued me to that so um okay. big shout out to chris mcdermott for the recommendation mm. and also um because it's the 50 year anniversary i decided to pick up the uh the new ghost rider one number one that just came out, written by uh, Benjamin Percy, who's also doing a uh, current uh, Wolverine run. And the art is by Corey Smith. And the cover art is by Kyle Ngu. Okay. N-G-U. That's just how it's spelled. Mm-hmm. So Johnny Blaze is, like, living the perfect life. Like, he has his wife. He has his kids. He's, you know, working at a shop and all that. But he was recently in a bad car accident. And he's just not mentally okay. He has like the scar. He has a scar, um, right behind, right on the side of his head, right behind his ear. So he's been through like, he's been through like hell. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's not even like riding motorcycles anymore. Like that's how bad he is. And then he has like nightmares of monsters. And then he has like bloody visions even throughout the day. So he's he's seeing a therapist. Has to repeat the mantra there's no such thing as monsters there's no such thing as monsters mm-hmm. um but with all that going on the spirit of ghost rider is still is like still begging to come out mm. so that's exactly where it's at i'm still not sure if i'm gonna follow it if it's a short run then why not but um I really like I really like the cover the cover and there's a lot of like interesting variant covers out as well and yeah. it's the 50 year ago it's the 50 year celebration of a beloved comic character so why not Wow I can't believe it's been that long me neither I did not I had no idea and then rumor has it they're looking at a second they're looking at a Johnny Blaze to be put in the MCU okay isn't he technically in the MCU technically Robbie Reyes is in the MCU oh okay not Johnny Blaze right. Gotcha. And last I heard, they're looking at Norman Reedus. Hmm. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, he has that motorcycle vibe to him, so it's like mm-hmm. it's fitting. And then his his voice is like very like rugged. Like, yeah, gravelly. Yeah, so it's yeah. just kind of like they don't even need to do so much altering if he's in like Ghost Rider mode. Yeah. And then he just talked his voice, just kind of enhanced it just a little bit, just to make it sound demonic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the Latin, 
the last I have is uh, the Moon Knight Legacy Crazy Runs in the Family uh, trade. Um, written by Max Bemis, and the art is by uh, Jason Barrows. And um, what it's about is that Mark Spector, he actually he finds himself, he faces his greatest villain to date. Since he defends the shadows, this new enemy extinguishes the shadow with the burning light. The enemy is the Sun King. Okay. And this is actually going to be the inspiration, the source material for the upcoming series. So as I'm looking, so as I'm reading, I really am picturing um, Ethan Hawke as the Sun King. And I'm like, you know what? This could make a lot of sense. And if you actually look, um, let me see if I can find a picture of him. You can kind of see, you can see Ethan Hawke's character. And how he looks, as if you've seen the uh, trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen the trailer? No. Um, okay, here's like a... Okay, I can see that. So yeah, you can kind of see Ethan Hawke playing. So I'm really... that. That's me. It, it, I, I tend to like doing things like that. Just I'm like, okay, they're looking... They're, they're doing a show on this, a movie on this. Oh, let me see what the um, source material is. Let me, you know, get a little backstory. Because I kind of like to compare the two. Mm-hmm. No, not to be, like, spoiled or anything. But it's like, all right, let's compare the two. How yeah. are they doing this, this? Like, how are they interpreting what I read into into the big screen or small screen? Yeah. You know I mean, so um, I'm, it's making me look forward to learning more about the character as well, too, so. Okay, but yeah, but that's all I got. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny because like um, now that you mentioned Ethan Hawke, I I remember reading an interview that he did a few years ago. Um, and like he said that he said he basically alluded that he wouldn't do a comp. He wouldn't star in a comic book movie. Like I think this is this is shortly after Logan came out, and he was like, yeah, I saw Logan. He said something to the effect of like, I don't see how this is high art, or like he didn't understand like the praise that it received. And he said, basically, basically, kind of like alluding that, well, it's not, it's not a real movie. Oh, like uh, Scorsese said. Well, like- kind of like that. Um, although, although Martin Scorsese, when he said Marvel movies are not cinema, I think people kind of, um, well, a lot of Marvel fanboys took him, like, t- took it way, took it way too seriously. But, uh, but yeah, it was interesting. Like Ethan Hawke, I remember Ethan Hawke um, mentioning that, basically saying that he wouldn't star in a, in a comic book movie. Now he's starring in, a, in an MCU TV series. TV series. Not a movie, yeah. loophole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess you could claim that. Um, but I, I, I thought I thought that's pretty interesting. But he's he's a terrific actor, though. So I'm interested to see what he'll do with this uh, with this uh, series. Um, let me see. Yeah. So yeah. Besides that, um, for me, like for my four in February, I I be, I finished Yakuza three and four. And, and Yakuza Five is a long game. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's and plus, like, I, I took a few, I took a few uh, days breaks in between. Um, but yeah, Yakuza Five is, is it's a long. I'm I'm at the halfway point. Really. Um, it, it feels like the cu- the cutscenes are are the longest in the series by far. Um, like it feels like I'm watching a TV series rather than just playing a game. Like I'm just sitting there with a the controller in my hand, waiting for the cutscene to be over. And the story is really good. 
because it follows multiple characters but then i'm but i'm like oh the cutscene it's still going and then once the one cutscene ends then another one begins i'm like oh you you, you have more to tell okay i'm just gonna put the controller down and just Might watch. as well you know get yeah. your popcorn in <laughs> yeah it, it pretty much is it pretty much is that that's why it's taking so long and plus i've been taking a few days off right from it so i i but i i intend on com- completing the the main yakuza series because it's only five and six um yakuza like a dragon is a spin-off so yeah i i really do want to finish this series because it's really good have um, you is this your first time playing them oh yeah yeah, it, like the story. The story is really good. It's it's compelling. Um, I, I like I like the the characters. I like I like the main the main hero. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 an it's an intriguing story about like this, you know, crime families and you know honor and and really interesting supporting characters. But yeah, man, it's it 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 definitely takes its time, especially part five. So once I get through that, uh, Yakuza six I hear is much shorter. Um, but it's uh, but it's the conclusion of that uh, that main arc. So once gotcha. I finish those, then I can move on to some other games. Um, you know, speaking of other games, I do have other I do have other games that um that I that I bought in the in, in the PlayStation uh, one of PlayStation sales like back in January. They're like okay. super cheap, like five bucks. Like I, I bought both Evil Within games. Mm-hmm. Like Evil Within was like five bucks, and then Evil Within Two was like three. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah why, not? why not? Yeah, so I, I bought those. So I'll play those eventually. Um, there's a RPG called Indivisible, which I'll I'll get to. Um, let's see. There's uh, I've 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 seen some I've seen a few couple of reviews of Horizon Forbidden West, which which from what I understand, like the PS4 is like damn good, and right. you. And like like the PS like the only advantage that the PS5 has is like higher resolution higher resolution, right? But like if you if you have, you know, for Zero Dawn on the PS4, then you know what to get with the PS4 version of Forbidden West, right. so you're not really missing out on much. Um, and you know, and you know, now that I think about the PS4 more and more, yeah, I I I don't have any interest in getting a PS5 or or an Xbox Series X anymore. Like um, not, not that I not that I was super hyped about, about getting either console, but. I mean, at this point, it's ridiculous. Like, of of all my years of playing video games, I have never seen a console situation this bad. Not even in the days of the Wii or the Switch. Like, like th- there were times where it was sold out for months, but not this long. Long, yeah, it's a year. Yeah, it, it's like almost a year and a half, in fact. And um, yeah, man, and, 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 like. Like and people and people and people attribute it to the you know the global chip shortage, which it does play a role in that. But I, I'm not gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna put the whole blame on that on that shortage. I put the blame on Sony and mm. Microsoft. I put the blame on retailers for not cracking down on on scalpers, yeah. because like they're allowing the fact that scalpers can just like literally buy out an entire store's supply in that one day, day after day, and retailers are like, yeah, well, whatever. We're making the money. Yeah, sales a sale. It's like, it, it, it's it's like yo, that's that that's just that's just negligent on on the part of retailers, and those those, those scalpers are just scumbags. Like yeah. I, 
I, I, I saw like a, a video, like somebody posted on Instagram, which was like a repost from TikTok, where there was literally like the, this, this 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 minivan and this truck stacked with like ps5 units and they had like the ps5 units also stacked on the sidewalk and they were just like counting their they were on their phones i guess like just like counting off all the unit units and i saw a comment after comment like i hope somebody robs them and i'm thinking yeah 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 i hope somebody just like rolls up rolls up on them just like snatches a unit and then they can't they can't catch everybody so yeah yeah i'm for it yeah i'm on a thing where i like um Based off of TikTok, and I know I played a couple of you, a couple of um, these for you, the trifling insults. Mm-hmm. So I'm just so I just be sitting there like, yeah, I hope I, I hope you spend the whole entire day with your socks sinking in your shoe. <laughs> oh, I hate that feeling, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially the ankle socks. Yes, yeah. yes. I, 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 I hope you, I hope you step on a wet spot uh, on a so- in, in your socks. Uh. <laughs> that, that wet sock feeling just hurts, you know. And you're just... mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope you buy. I hope you behind this, somebody in a convenience store, and they're taking too long because they're buying scratch tickets. <laughs> or worse, like an like an old like an old person trying to like write a check at the counter. Oh my god, yo! <laughs> oh man! Shout outs to the old lady who was uh had a hard time figuring out. Uh, who was using who was using two debit cards at a Whole Foods last week? Are you serious? Yeah, I, I guess like like the, I guess there's this old woman at Whole Foods I was standing right behind because I was I was I was trying to get my stuff in and out. I had like a few items. Mm-hmm. And this old woman like used one card for like one half of her order, then used the second card for the second half of her order. But then she was trying to figure out her pin for both cards. Oh, poor woman. <laughs> But like the whole thing took like ten minutes, and I was thinking to myself, I could just move my stuff to another thing. I'm thinking, nah, I can be patient. I'm not in no rush. But yeah, but in a sense, you are. You just don't. After a while, you're like, all right, I don't want to be around you. I don't want to be behind you anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was mighty inconvenient. But but yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. PS Five. Um, yeah, um, I, I've I've thrown in the towel with that. Um, my time will come. Yeah, like if if it if 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 I find one, cool. If not, then that's whatever. Because like at the, at this point, when you really think about it, like what game what games for the PS Five are exclusive? I mean, there's Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, there's a Demon Souls remake, and there's Death Loop, and then there's Returnal, which are, that's four games. But then you look at all the other games, which are basically stuff that we've played for like the last five years, like God of War, Spider Man, Ghost of Tsushima, um, Death Stranding. Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. All that stuff you can play on the PS4. Okay. And it's great. And if you have an OLED... Oh, here we go. You know, and a base PS4, it, you can hit that HDR mode and it looks sweet. You know, it, 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 it it's, it's great. Maybe, slightly, you know, somewhat lower resolution, but still, it's still well detailed. You still want to lick the television screen, you know... <laughs> And say and, and whisper sweet why nothings. Looking, why are you why do you look at my why do you look at lips? <laughs> looking at me describing this. You know, whisper sweet nothings, you know, in, in, in the sound bar. What are we talking about? Uh, trifling insults. Right. Yeah. 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 So. Um, so yeah. Yeah. PS4. Yeah. It's it's whatever. Um, I'll get I'll get uh, uh, Forbidden West on the PS4 eventually. Um, once I beat Yakuza five and six. Yeah. One of uh, Ed, shout out to um, Ed from Gamerdelphia. One of his games was 
for uh, Horizon Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm, that's a beast. Like, Why would you do that in such a short time? Yeah. I mean, it can be done, but it's a beast of a game. Oh, he just finished it a couple of days ago. I'm like, yeah, it's not happening, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, 100% completed it. Nice. Good for him. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't do it. I still rage quit in there. Oh, you haven't beaten it yet? You should. It's it's so good. Like like that and the the Frozen Wilds DLC is also really good too. It's it's worth finishing, man. You you, you got to finish it. <laughs> Even if you got to play it on easy mode, like just finish it. It's 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 so good. Like it's really that good of a story. Yeah, it's it's compelling. Yeah, it's got a good, it's got a good ending. Um the DLC is great. Yeah, even John Hoponic finished it. Yeah, and John I thought he's an Xbox guy. No, he's he had a he's he's got a PS4. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's worth it. Uh, do you have any comments? Yep. Ashley O'Neill says he has high hopes for Moon Knight. Mm. I do too, because Oscar Isaac is very good. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. And of course, you know, Moonlight has, you know, split personalities. Mm-hmm. I think he can play crazy. Oh yeah, he definitely can. Yeah. And then he also said, even within is crazy. Yeah, I heard a lot about it. Yeah, it's from the, some of your... I think he's the original creator of Resident Evil, I believe, who made that game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, lo- it looks juicy. Ju- juicy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. Besides that, um, been been watching been watching a bunch of movies. Um, yeah, like uh, I've been I went, went to my local library. Uh, I I watched uh watched a couples uh so far. Uh, first movie uh, that I that I like to review. Um, it's uh it's actually by Robert. Stars Robert Redford came out in 2018. It's actually his final film as a leading man. Mm. It's called The Old Man and the Gun, uh, which is actually directed by, written and directed by David Lowery, who also directed last year's The Green Knight. Okay, yeah, my favorite film of last year. Uh, the Old Man and the Gun stars Robert Redford, uh, Casey Affleck, Sissy Spacek, uh, Danny Glover, and Tom Waits, Antika Sumter. Um, really? Yeah, it's a really good cast. It um, looks so old. So I'm thinking like. This is one of his like older titles from like the '80s, but then I, then I'm like Casey Affleck. I'm like, all right, he's probably young then. Then you said Tika Sumter. I'm like, is yeah. she a little kid? <laughs> no, you know, funny you should say that because like uh, the film, like it was shot on super 16 millimeter, so it has the look of a film that was shot in the early '80s. Oh, really? Yeah, and and plus like it, it also takes place in 1980 and it's actually based on a true story about. Um, uh, Robert Redford, he plays this uh, this old criminal named Forrest Tucker, and he's basically like a, like a lifelong criminal. He's a near do well. He's escaped pr- prison like dozens of times. Oh, good for him. Yep. That's and nice. um, yeah, yeah. He's a uh, and and then um, he 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 just turned seventy and he just escaped prison recently. So yet again, so he's a uh, you know he's also a, a a gentleman bank robber. So so he has his crew with Danny Glover and Tom Waits, and so they both they all go into banks, and um, they're like they're like uh, Tom Waits is like the lookout, and then Danny Glover like like the getaway driver, and you know Robert Redford as as Forrest Tucker, he like he'll go up to the to the uh, bank teller, and he'll be like, oh hey, hey uh, good good morning miss, how how are you doing? Listen, this is a robbery, this is a gun. Now if you put all the money in the bag. You know, no one gets hurt, and I, and, and you know, oh, why 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 are you crying? You know, don't 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 you know, don't 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 sell your pretty face with those tears. No, I'm just gonna I'm just here, you know, just just here to get your money, just get, just just to get your money, and I'm just here, I'm just gonna walk out. And if anything, this will be a nice story. Like he's just very charming that way. You know, 
it reminds me of a time I got pulled over by a state trooper. Really? And it was like the friendliest experience ever. <laughs> like they was just like like they pulled me over and it was like, yeah, it, they just came up to me. It was two white guys, two white cops, by the way. Mm. So way before tensions were like this high. Yeah. Stuff. I was like early. It was like in my twenties, mm-hmm. and they're just like, "Excuse me, hey, uh, just we got, we just got like a trip, and you kind, you you kind of fit the description, you know, with the you know, with the car and stuff. So, would you mind if we just, would you mind if we just search your car? Sure. <laughs> Once again, I'm sorry about this, but you know, you, they just looked and I was like, all right, you you're definitely not this person. You're clean. You go on and have a nice day. Have, enjoy the rest of the evening. I will. Wow. That that could have gone. Like I sat down. I remember sitting down. I'm just like, did that just happen? <laughs> yeah, we're just going to violate your rights for a couple of minutes. You know, you know, it's not a bother. But there's the thing. It's just, they were so polite about it. I didn't feel violated. I've, of course, I've been in situations where like, my rights have been violated and stuff. I found complaining. They, you know, they got their consequences, but like. Them, I just like yo, like thanks. Like I'm, I hope you catch. I mean, good luck to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, and, and that in that way, like uh, Robert Redford's character is very much th- in that in that same vein. And so like he's just robbing banks, you know, as 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 you do when you reach seventy. And uh, you know, along the way, he meets a, a sissy SpaceX uh, character who is this uh, this old this old widow who you know owns who owns her own um, her own her own ranch. And you know, she's basically um, you know she's basically captivated by you know this you know this guy's charisma. And then, you know they spend some time together. And you know while while he's robbing banks, you know um, Casey Affleck's character is a detective who catches wind of this. Uh, of this gang of this of this gang of like old old bank robbers and he calls them the over the hill gang which you know the, which takes takes you know takes a life of its own in the media and so like he's committed to to um to catching them you know and his wife played by Tika Sumter uh, cheers him on and uh the film the, the film is like this film is really it's really charming it's like a really really cool character piece um you know and like i said like i, I really love the look of the film it's very grainy um shot like i said shot on 16 millimeters so it has that look of an old 80s film um i, I like the easygoing charm and, and like this uh, fascinating character study of of a uh, forrest tucker who's you know a guy who um basically always lived his life on the edge and um he's and he's like uh you know he's he's just he just robs because like that's just something that he does you know he doesn't want to hurt people but you know he's all about you know getting paid and you know he's not about working for the man and uh you know the the, the film kind of like you know kind of uh, delves into like you know you know you know like, like studying him and you know, and the supporting cast is like, is like I said, they're really cool. Like, like Casey Affleck's character, like he has the energy of a guy who's just completely over it. Like, like he has the energy of a guy who really, really wants to change his job, but doesn't have the motivation or energy to do it. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh man, I, I mean, I, I gotta wake up and do this shit all over again. But his, but his wife is really supportive. But he's like, I guess it's worth it. Um, uh, you know, Tom, Tom waits. Uh, you know, you know, and, and Danny Glover—they're, you know—they—they maintain a cool presence in it as well. Um, yeah, David Lowery, like he's—he's he's really good at making like these um, these really interesting character pieces between this and the Green Knight, right? And um, 
uh, Ain't Them Body Saints in 2013 with Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. Um, he also did a, a ghost story, which I do want to give a second chance, um, which I thought, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, the old man and the gun. Um, it is available on uh, on Blu-ray. It's not available for streaming, unfortunately, but it's worth checking out. And um, this is actually Robert Redford's final film as a leading man. He actually announced his retirement after this film came out. Um, but Robert Redford, fun fact, his final appearance in a movie was Avengers Endgame, where he reprised his role right. as uh, Alexander Pierce. And so yeah, so yeah. yeah. I'm actually looking at the cast, and yeah, Robert Rayf- Robert Redford, Casey Affleck, Danny Glover, Tika Sumter, Tom Waits, Sissy Spacek, Elizabeth Moss, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Yep. From The Wire, Keith Carradine, David Carradine's uh, brother, John David Washington was in it? Yeah, it was kind of like blinking you miss. I'm like, oh, that was Oh, him. okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Old Man the Gun, uh, check it out. Um, yeah, definitely cool, if you, especially if you're a fan of Robert Redford. Um, hey, it's a, it's a nice way to go out. Uh, if that's his final, if that's his final uh, leading performance, um, if you, and also if you're if you're interested in another Robert, Robert Red, a recent Robert Redford movie, uh, definitely check out um, All Is Lost. That was really good. That came out in 2013. I think that's available on streaming as well. Like he's basically it's just Robert Redford and he's stranded in the middle of the Pacific Ocean on a boat, and it's it's like really captivating. So yeah, old the old man in the gun, David Lowry, check it out. Um, the other movie that I saw that I checked out from the library, um, this is a movie that I've been avoiding for the past four years um, since it won the uh, 2018 Academy Award for Best Picture. No, you didn't. I went ahead and I took the time and I, and I watched <laughs> Green Book. You had to do it. Yeah, because um, I had to do it because Green Book was the only uh, up until a couple of week, couple days ago, it was the only Best Picture Oscar winner that I did not see. Uh, I've seen all the Best Picture Oscar winners to date. Um, this from like the thirties and stuff. Like, oh yeah, all the way back to nineteen twenty-seven. Yep, from the first one, Wings, uh, all the way up to Nomadland. Uh, which you one? Really should write that book. <laughs> yeah, which one last year? I could do that. Yeah, um, I have some ideas. Um, I've also seen all of the best international feature oscar winners all the ones that are widely available i think there's four that aren't available anywhere so but i've seen all the ones that are available um but yeah green book uh this is a movie um that came out in 2018 it won the best picture academy award it also won best i think adapted or original screenplay um it's directed by peter ferrelli um who directed such classics as dumb and dumber (laughs) and um i think um oh He's from Cumberland. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rhode Island Zone. Uh, he also directed um, There's Something About Mary, yeah. I think, and um, Me, Myself, and Irene. And this is his first dramatic role. It stars Viggo Mortensen um, and Mahershala Ali. Uh, yeah, so um, Green Book, it's a film um, that is uh, inspired by a true friendship. Um, it is a film that stars Viggo Mortensen as Tony Vallelonga. Um, also known as Tony Lip, uh, who's basically like, like, the, like this boorish Italian-American stereotype. Hey, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, you know, the cupping of the hands and all this. Hey, Fazul, uh, you know, you know, uh, Mulian, all this. Um, so yeah, that's 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 uh that's his character, and Mahershala Ali plays uh, Dr. Donald Shirley, who was a uh, virtuoso uh, pianist. 
Um, and and he and uh, his character uh, Donald Shirley has a series of concerts, series of performances that he's that he's going to be performing in the Deep South, and he needs a driver to you know you know uh, help take him from point A to point B, while also functioning as his bodyguard, essentially being the muscle, you know, because you know back in those days, if you're in the Deep South and if you're black, well, do the math. Yeah. Um, and so, and so the title of the and the title of the of the film Green Book it's named after the um, the the Negro Motorists uh, Green Book, which was a which is a, a compendium of uh, safe destinations like safe lodges or or hotels, restaurants that Black uh, people can actually go to. And any anywhere in the Deep South, it was compiled by you know travel Black travelers and Black you know lodge lodgers owners. Uh, you know, homeowners and things like things like that, business owners, things like that, of that nature. Um, the film, you know what? I will say this: it's not bad. It is not a bad film. It is actually, it's actually enjoyable. But in the words of one Maxwell Jacob Friedman, <laughs> this is the definition of a mid movie. This movie is mid all the way. It is middle of the road. Um, it's not groundbreaking in terms of its ex- exploration of like race. Um, it, it's it's a movie that's kind of it's kind of like it's it's a movie designed to like make white people feel better, <laughs> you know, about racism. Like it's like oh we're not we're not like these hateful you know hillbilly racists over here. You know you know we're 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 the good whites. You know it's like it's like it's like the liberal it's like the white liberal guilt assuaging uh type of race movie kind of like the help was um but i will say that green book is elevated slightly by its performances uh by mortensen and mahershal ali uh, ali won his second oscar uh for best supporting actor for this his movie first one was moonlight right yep it okay. was for moonlight it was and he was really good in this one and and you know um vigo mortensen you know I, I'll give him credit. Like he was, he was good in it too. Even though his character kind of like is like this mouth breathing, you know, boorish Italian American stereotype. You know that that wouldn't be out of place in like Sopranos or like any mobster movie. Right. Um. You know, there's there's humanity to his character. You know, like he's he's a guy who, you know, like yeah he he's got the, he's got the intelligence of a wet sponge, um. But you know he's trying. He's earnest. He's a family man. Um, you know, uh, by traveling with, um, by drive, by chauffeuring, um, D- Donald Shirley around, you know, Shirley kind of helps him elevate his game, tries to help, help him elevate his diction, his, you know, his, 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 his presentation, his attitude, um, and, and, and Viggo Mortensen to his credit, he kind of helps, you know, Ali kind of loosen up a little, not to be such a, you know, stuffed shirt. Um, I, I thought that, um, his character, um, Ali's character, Donald Shirley, as presented in the film was, was pretty compelling because he was a guy who's, you know, you know he's uh he's someone he's somebody who's, um, who struggles with that with the burden of representation where he's consi- he may, he's considered not black enough by his own people, but he's also considered you know, you know obviously not white not not because he's black no matter how talented he is he's not good enough to, you know for the white establishment so it's like where does where does he belong, um but you know he but you know he maintains his dignity and his humanity throughout um there's a scene. Where uh, there's, there's there there was a fried chicken scene in this in this movie, which I I I I, I, I was Jeez. I I had I I had my eye. Uh, on the screen, I had an eye bar raised because I'm like, okay, where's this where's this where's this film going? That train's never late. 
<laughs> yep, that changed because there's a scene where where um, Tony Lip, uh, Tony Valonga, they they travel through Kentucky, and they tra- and they and they go and they arrive at a Kentucky Fried Chicken. He's like, "Oh my God, hey, look, a Kentucky Fried Chicken in Kentucky. Hey, what are the odds? Hey." And yes, <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Hey, hey, don't you think that the 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 the, the fried chicken in Kentucky is kind of fresher? No, hey." And and then he's like, he's giving, and like, he's like, he he. He hands uh, uh, Ali the the fried chicken. Um, contrary to contrary to what some reviewers say, it's it's not a scene. It is not a scene where 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 Tony Valonga teaches Don Shirley how to eat fried chicken. That's not how the scene goes. Okay. <laughs> that is not how the scene goes. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it was it was kind of amusing because you see you see Shirley because he he's more like a you know stuffed Shirley. He's like, ew, this is greasy. Like, why would I eat this? You know. Um, and you know facts. You know, I'm I'm a grilled chicken man myself. I used to be all about fried chicken, but now you know I'm all about the grilled. You know, it's preferable. Uh, but you know, but you know, it, 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 was, it was an interesting scene. And there was another scene where, um, uh, you know, um, where uh, where uh, they have a scene in, in, where they're they they just they're just out of prison. They're just out of jail um, on some trumped up charges. But then um, they have a kind of like Rush Ali kind of like lashes out at, at Tony in the rain. He's like, he's like, Hey, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, you're driving me to all these white, these white clubs, these white establishments. I'm performing for them, but you know, they like what I do, but I'm not, but I'm not good enough to eat in their restaurant. That's their culture. That's white culture. So if I'm not black enough and I'm not white enough, then you tell me, Tony, who am I? And that's kind of like the heart of the movie. And Tony's like, Oh, okay. I, I see where you're coming from. So yeah. Um, yeah. Green book. Um, Good performances. I I I was entertained. It's it's not terrible. It's not terrible. But like I said, it is a mid movie. It is as mid as it gets. And when you consider all the movies, all the other movies that came out in 2018, that outbeat it. Yeah, that, I'm actually trying to look that look that up. Like Green Book would have not made my list for at at, at the very least. Green Book would have made my honorable mentions, but it would have not made my top my top twelve. It would have not made my top twenty four. Like you look at like like to to give it to give it context. Green Book at the Oscars beat Black Panther, Black Panther, Black Klansman, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, The Favorite, Roma, R- Roma. It beat Roma. I don't know how it beat Roma. Vice, Vice, which was good. And a star is born. And a star is born. That's why I saved that one for last. Yeah, a star is born. Star is born deserved it way more. And what was not even nominated for Best Picture was my favorite film of 2018, If Beale Street Could Talk, uh, which won a, a, a supporting actress by Regina King. Um, those films, even even Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, which won Best Animated Feature that year, should should have I would have I would have put that over Green Book as Best Picture for sure. But yeah, man. But yeah, the, I think the Academy, the Academy, I don't know what they what they were thinking with this one, choosing Green Book, such a mid-level movie over other movies that were way more memorable, way stronger artistically, way more compelling, way more interesting in terms of writing, acting, just just pushing the the film medium forward. But but you know, all that aside, you know what? It's 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 not the worst best picture film that I've seen, winner that I've seen. It is not. What is the worst? Ooh, that's a good one. Um there's a few. There's a few. Um, there's one one best picture called uh, uh, Simarin? Simarin. 
it was it came out in 1931. It was like a it was a western. Oh. It was racist. Okay. It it came out in 1931, so you know yeah. you, you know you can't really help it. But it was that. Um, the Broadway Melody in 1929. It was just dull. Um, let me see. Uh, the Great Ziegfeld. It was like a biopic. It was way too long. Um, Around the World in 80 Days. It was just basically like, like a three-hour cameo reel of like the most famous stars at the time. Oh, look, there's uh, there's Frank Sinatra. Oh, there's David Niven. There's XYZ. Um, the Greatest Show on Earth. That one wasn't very good. Were Hugh Jackman? Oh, no, no, that was The Greatest Showman. Oh, okay. um, The Greatest Show on Earth came out in the 50s. It was with, like, James Stewart. He played a sad clown. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that, that one that one wasn't all that. And also uh, Chariots of Fire in 1981, which Chariots of Fire has, like, has like the most memorable film score. Like, growing up, you've, you've heard the Chariots of Fire theme. It's like, the, it's like a piano theme. Like you heard it in like a fire, like a Goodyear commercial or like a, a Firestone Tire commercial. Does that ring a bell? No. Like it, it's it's um. I'm actually YouTubing it right now. Yeah, Chariots of Fire by Vangelis, uh, or Vangelis, uh, V A N G E L I S. Like you, I know for a fact you've heard the theme before. Uh, somewhere like, like if you grew up in the 90s you've heard the theme in a commercial or in another movie like in a parody scene like it was one of the most famous musical scores from any film at the time for like a couple couple decades actually really? and it was the best part of that movie like chariots of fire it was it was a good story but, but the way it was told it was very dull like that was that was that was the biggest sin um so yeah right now carl's playing the chariots of fire theme Dun, 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 dun. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. I always wanted to know that name of this song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like that was the best by far the, the best part of that whole movie. Okay. 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 Yeah. And uh, and thank you because I always that that brought me back to his memory. There was this guy when I used to work at a, an auto parts warehouse, and we just everybody just hated him. He was just a miserable prick. He actually mm. gotten cool told my end run there but mm. and he just like tripped and fell like right on his face just fa- face planted Oof. but it was like but we, because we couldn't stand him at that time mm-hmm. we watched the fall in slow motion and that was the song that was playing in my head wow so this, of course this was a time before like smartphones and Everything that we have now, where we could have just recorded that and used that to our advantage. Oh yeah. my god! I thought about. It. I was like, I wish I could have took that fall and did that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like like that, like that, that that one song. Like it, 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 I saw it in like a few like comedy films, like a, yeah. like a parody scene, like uh, or even like sitcoms. But yeah, it's it's it definitely makes for a good parody track. Oh man, especially in like, slow motion, like somebody falling. <laughs> or whatnot <laughs> but yeah um but yeah uh yeah green book i finally got to see it so now um, your list is just complete Damn it, just write that book <sighs> go ahead i really think you i've i think it's a good idea yeah i could write the book or um like do a like a podcast series on it uh yeah i have, I have a few ideas for that too um ooh, 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 ooh. Oh. what's up we need more content for the youtube channel <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think you can do it. There we go. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll think about it. Um, but yeah, um, I'll, I'll say that the Academy definitely made up for Green Book by with Parasite the following year and No Man Land. So they're back on track, and and this year's nominees for Best Picture are, are pretty solid. So oh, okay, yeah. So we'll we'll see which we'll we'll see, we'll see what takes the top spot uh, this year. I think. I think the Oscars is it's actually in a couple of weeks if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we did mention that last. We did mention that last week. Yeah, I think it's in March. I thought you said April. Let me see. Let's see, just uh, just taking a look at uh, when the Academy Awards this year is is airing. Let me see. Okay, ninety fourth. March twenty seventh. Yep. March twenty seventh. Hosted yep. by Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and Regina Hall. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'm gonna definitely watch. Um, I'll, I'll watch the Oscars. I'll I'll give a report on it on the next uh, podcast after that. Uh, yeah. So so yeah. So there's that. Um, what else? I thought it's something fun that we could do. Yeah. Now, of course, you know, we have the Batman coming out this weekend. Yes, Robert Pattinson. That shit got a perfect 10 on IGN. Yeah, I was surprised. It's got like, really good praise. Yeah, so. Yeah. I may, be shut, I may get shut up. Mm. So I'm just thinking, you know, let's do some fit. Let's do some movie casting. Let's just do some casting of our own. Mm. All the mediums that we like to cover, video games, comic books, and all that, let's just let's just fantasy cast them. Okay, fantasy casting, I like this. Off the top of the dome. All right. And we'll make it interesting. Okay. You give me a character, I'll cast him. I give you a character, and you cast him. Okay, I like this. Right, we, we'll go like, let me see, we'll go, we'll go like what? Ten for ten. Ten for ten. Okay. All right. So ten for ten. All right. So should I go first or should you go first? Uh, I don't even got a coin to flip. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and and everyone in the comments, uh, feel free. Feel to, free. Yeah, feel free. Yeah, feel so, free to chime in. Um, see John in the comments there. Uh, Roma was steaming. Was a steaming film. That's why it lost. Streaming. Well, steaming. Well, streaming film. I think that's a typo, but. No, not necessarily. Um, th- there's plenty of streaming films that got nominated this year. Um, okay, so let me think of a. Ooh, cast yourselves in a movie. Who would you want? Who would you want to play you guys? <laughs> oh. Um, I guess like hmm. to play me. Michael B. Jordan, why not? <laughs> or really, somebody who would look like me. I guess I gotta go with my favorite. You know, go back to '03 when my family went through there. Carl looks like Nick Cannon face. Damn, Nick Cannon. Oh God, yeah. When I had my braids and stuff, yeah, they. Was, I remember they took a pic. They found a picture of Nick Cannon. It was from a magazine. Mm-hmm. And they just said, they went up to my grandmother. Grandma, who's this? She just kind of looked, oh, it's Carl. <laughs> wow. 
And that's when they're like, no, Grandma, it's a celebrity. Doesn't he look like Carl? She's like, ooh. <laughs> see, see, I'm surprised you didn't say Jaleel White. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Nick Cannon. Hmm. Yeah, are there a bunch of memes about him having like a whole bunch of kids or something like that? It's not a meme. It's the truth. Damn. Wrap it up, B. <laughs> With some cheese on it. <laughs> oh, man. Who could play you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's kind of hard to say. Uh, hmm, if I had to really think, who could... Um, like, just one that I'm thinking about is like... Uh, New Zealand actor uh, Cliff Curtis. That's because he can play anybody in any race. Exactly, because he's because he's he he he's he's racially ambiguous, like looking, so he can play like any role in, of any ethnicity. So, and plus, like I'm thinking, like I, I can't think of any actor or act actor that looks like me or has right. any resemblance at all. So Cliff Curtis is like my uh, Natasha's like the closest one before, and I forgot who he was. Um. Maybe, hmm. I was gonna say Daniel Day Lewis because he can play anybody. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I definitely wasn't. Let me see. Let me look at. Cause she sent me the picture, so I gotta go way back. Yeah, but you know what? What say y'all in the comments? Which actor? I think that's a dangerous route to go. Which actor do you think could play Victor Omoyo in a film or a television uh, show? Um, I got Cliff Curtis because that's that's the only thing that comes to mind. So, yeah, what say y'all? Let me know in the comments as Carl is looking for uh, the actor in question. Um, hmm. Now I'm thinking of like dream, like like casting. Okay. Let's see. Let me let me think of one. I got I I've got one, but uh. I, we'll begin with one. So, like, once once you're done looking for the uh, I person, I don't think this is it. So, yeah, yeah, way past it. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh, we'll begin with some. We'll begin with some of the comic books with the okay. with the MCU. Um, if you had a chance to, to cast the new Wolverine, the new Wolverine, yeah, who would it be? Carl Urban. Ooh, Carl Urban as Wolverine. Yes. Hmm. That's a good, that's a good pick. Good pick. Yeah, he can play gruff. Like, well, I'm thinking like his performance in like D- D- Dread in 2012. Right. Yeah. And if you look at it, how he looks in The Boys. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Carl Urban. Okay. Nice. All right. Uh, who would you? Cast to play Damn. What you got? Who would you cast to play Seth Rollins in a movie? Wow. Oh, that's interesting. Seth Rollins. Okay. Like if I'm thinking like whether it's a biopic or I feel like he's like a supporting role in like a WWE movie. Sure. Oh, who who could play Seth Rollins? Um, dang. 
Mm, oh. it could, maybe it could work. Uh, I was going to say maybe if you squinch eyes, if you do some really cool, clever uh, makeup, makeup tricks, Bradley Cooper. Oh. Mm. And that, that's a maybe. I mean, you could, yeah, that's a that's a maybe. Like I, I like I'm like like, like yeah, Seth Rollins is a, that's a good one cuz it's cuz it's kind of challenging to think who could play him. So like if you said CM Punk, I would have said Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, I would have been <laughs> said Jake Gyllenhaal. I was too easy. It was too easy. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good one. Um but yeah, I, I would say like for now, I would say Bradley Cooper as as Seth Rollins could work. I mean, he he can he can nail that annoying as fuck laugh though. That cackle. Is it annoying? Yes, it is. Guess what? He's doing his job. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you think it's you find it. Still set on Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine short, which is comic book accurate. Yeah, but he's no. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine. Nah. I think I think the challenge with Daniel Radcliffe is that people will, people will be seeing Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. But to be fair, people people said the same thing about Robert Pattinson in, as Edward Cullen in Twilight, and he's a terrific actor as we've seen. Yeah. I think Daniel Radcliffe could play Wolver, could play Wolverine because like he's he's not, he's done serious roles. Oh yeah, he can do serious if roles, he, but I wouldn't cast him as Wolverine. If he bulks up a little, nope. he, he could play it. I, I nope. think he could pull it off. Nope. People say the same thing about Heath Ledger as Joker, and well, it's, it's a legendary performance. Right, but still, no, All no right. definitely not, definitely not Daniel Radcliffe. I, I would probably cast him as somebody else. Hmm. Like, like, let's speak, like speaking of Wolverine, like I thought, in terms of just looks alone, I would have said Scott Eastwood, but Scott East, Scott Eastwood is just like a block of wood, so yeah. he's not exactly the best actor. Looks wise, like, like okay. But beyond that, it's like, oh, wait, we forgot he has to say lines. Never mind. <laughs> All right. All right. It's your turn. Who you got for me? All right. Um, Ooh. Nick that? Quattrini said Jeffrey Wright for Vic. I like that. <laughs> As like, a, if, you know, an older Vic. Yeah. Like an older version of you. You know what? That's not bad. Yeah, that's that's, a, not, that's not bad. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Nick. A couple that's of makeup because you know you got the half Cambodian side of you, so you know th- yeah. some makeup can do that. That's not a bad choice. Yeah, I like that. That's a great one, Nick. I like that. Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, and give Jeffrey Wright his flowers because oh, he's, yeah. he's a damn good actor. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I like that. All right, who you got for me? Who you got for me? All right, all right. Uh, yeah, I'll actually, give him a like. Let's see. Um. Who would you cast as Kratos in a live-action God of War? Triple H. Mm, let, let's let's leave Triple H aside because he's not exactly the best actor. And if you don't believe me, see Blade Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he did what he could do. <laughs> or the Chaperone. I never seen it. <laughs> um. Okay. You know Triple H is the best choice, but. Uh, ooh. Kratos? Damn. The only thing I saw on him is his beard, but even it is. Dude, it's got to be Triple H. He's got the look. Like, he is Kratos. Well, Triple H has has the look, for sure. But can he do the... 
I mean, he has to have like some kind he of. Could, he will never do the boy. He can't do the boy. Like the boy is. He can't do boy. He he doesn't have like exactly like the voice for it. Um, looks one hundred percent, but doesn't have the voice for it. Um, I mean, they could do like they did Rita back in the day in Power Rangers. <laughs> oh yeah, the bad lip syncing. Yeah. Um. You know, it's it's that voice that like maybe the close. Nah, cause Michael Jai White got the body. He has like the fit, the build. Yeah. But yeah, he. Oh, yeah, I gotta go with Triple H. Is my final answer. <laughs> like, Triple H. So. I, I have to do Triple H. Like he just, it, it's there. We would have also accepted Nathan Jones. <laughs> That's another one who's just there. The Colossus of Buggo Road. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know he was even famous enough to have a nickname like that. Yeah, he did. And, uh, y- yeah. Very, very empty <laughs> Comic-Con table. No lines. He was cool in Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> oh, did you hear the latest news on that? I posted on our Facebook. Oh, yeah. Chris Hemsworth. is playing the villain. That's going to be interesting. Very. I'm like, hmm. he's... You know what? A lot of pretty boys have been villains, so you know what? I'm open for. I'm I'm open for it. Yeah, yeah I'm down for it. Okay. Uh, okay. Um. So yeah, Triple H has Kratos. Yep. Who would you cast as Gambit? Hmm. Gambit. What Taylor Kitsch didn't do the job? <laughs> I did. I thought he did actually. Hmm. Yeah, you know, speaking of which, John Haponic still swears that X-Men Origins Wolverine is a great movie. Yeah, but then John Haponic loves Suicide Squad, so I mean, come on now. Yeah, 2016 Suicide Squad, yeah. which is bad. But uh, hmm, who could play Gambit? Um, I know, I, re- I remember Channing Tatum was rumored for the longest time. He was cast for the longest time, but then the pro- the project got scrapped. And mm-hmm. I, I still just don't think he didn't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's just a pretty face. Um, let me, let me think. Cause I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up. Look this up here. As far as what, like the cat? You gotta look at the character. Um, this is, I'm just looking at different actors. Um, that's pretty bro. <laughs> yeah, cause as Gambit. Oh gosh, like if if you if you asked me if you asked me like like 20 years ago, I would have said Vincent Cassell. Vincent Cassell would have been a perfect uh, uh, casting as Gambit. He's French, you know, uh, although not Cajun, but he can easily pull it off, of right. course. But Vincent Cassell, like twenty years younger, he would have been a good Gambit. Um, but man, mm. now, uh, hmm, dang, nobody, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's it's. It, it, it's 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 kind of tough because I'm trying to think of like who can who can exude that charisma that that like that Cajun accent you know um, uh, yeah I'm trying, I'm really trying to think and this is a hard one myself Ugh. yeah God I, I wish I could say Vincent Cassell but you 
You know, also was also was like old man Gambit then. Yeah, but we... um, let's see. Oh, I know. Uh, oh, dang, can't say him. No, oh. nah, never, never mind. Um, this actor unfortunately uh, passed away recently. So, really, who? It was a uh, Gaspard um, Oliel. Oliel. Yep. He was in a uh, Hannibal Rising. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Let me see. Yeah, because has Gambit. Yeah, you Taylor know, Cage was a good. <laughs> like he just had it. He just had an awful script. Yeah. You, you know what? I know this. This. This may be. This may be mis. Uh, this may be a a miscast. But I'd be intrigued. Timothy Chalamet. As Gambit, Remy LeBeau. Timothy Chalamet. It might be a miscast, but I'm just thinking of. I'll uh, go Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant could that'd be, that'd be a good choice. Oh, absolutely. But I think I think Timothy Oliphant could play. He could play a a, a bigger a bigger character, a bigger role. But I'm gonna go with Timothy Chalamet as my final. All right, I'll get, I'll, yeah. all right, that's. It's all in a matter of opinion. <laughs> yeah. Suicide Squad won, squad won, an, won an Oscar. It is a part of Victor's Oscar church forever. <laughs> <laughs> it won for best makeup and hairstyling in a weak year, 2016, which is full of Holly, Harley Quinn cosplayers, John. You know this. All right. All right. Hit me with one. All right. Um, hmm. Who who would you cast as Jin Sakai in a Ghost of Tsushima uh, film? You know what? Because of his performance as Shang-Chi, you got to go see Mulu in that one. That's like a no-brainer. Hmm. Even though he's Chinese-American? He's actually Canadian. Oh, Canadian. Okay, yeah, but even though he's of Chinese Chinese descent, well, yeah, he is. But he oh. needs somebody like young and young Japanese. Hmm. Yeah, Jinsuke. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think. a hard one. It is. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I'm also uh, doing a yeah. I'm the, Google search. Yeah, I'm on my I'm on my iPad. Oof. Jap- yeah, what Japanese American actors? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, they are making the movie. Oh, they are. Yeah, and it's directed. It's gonna be directed by uh, the the same director from uh, what do you call it from John Wick. Oh, okay, Chad Stahelski. Nice. Japanese American actors. All right. A lot of them are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Cain's Japanese. Oh, Dean Cain. 
poor right winger. I would cast Kari Hiroki Tagawa as his uncle. Okay. Um. Yeah, because he's too old. Nah, he's too old now. Yeah, and and yeah, let's let's see what the comments have to say. If y'all got uh, if y'all whoo. got some suggestions, ah, nobody, n- nobody yet. Okay, this dude's he passed away. Um, nah, he looks a little too American, like too American. Carry hmm. uh, Joji Fuga- Fukunaga. Mm-hmm. Oh, Carrie Georgie Fukunaga. I think yeah. he's a he's a director. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, maybe uh, this dude. What's his name? Ryan Higa. Hmm. Young. If he's determined, if he's determined enough to, uh, you know, learn martial arts like Simu Liu did, mm-hmm. I think he can probably pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, we'll go with him. Okay, Ryan Higa. Oh God, that was hard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey. All right. Ooh, who? Who? Would you choose to play Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn? Okay, Aloy. Mm, I like this one. I like this one. Uh, Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, man. Um, Let's see. Okay, I, I have... I have a couple. I have a couple in mind. Oh, you thought about this a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I think one that comes to mind immediately would be Rooney Mara. Um, Rooney Mara, a terrific actress. Um, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo by David Fincher, the twenty eleven, the twenty eleven uh, remake. Um, I know she was. She was also recently in the first season of Pose. Um, I can see it. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Kate Mara actually. Yeah, I think I think she could pull it off. He's Kate sure. Mara? Yep. Are they related? Uh okay. Did I say Rooney Mara or Kate Mara? You said Rooney. Rooney Mara. You know what? Either one. Either one. Either yeah. Rooney or Kate Mara. Yeah. Either one of either either one of them could pull off the role as Aloy in Horizon Zero Dawn. And plus they can always they can also recast um um Lance Reddick since he was in the game. All right. Yeah. All right. You got all right, all right. Um. <laughs> oh, who would you cast as Vincent Kennedy McMahon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, as Vince. Vinny oh Mac. man, you son of a bitch. My my buddy, pronouns, pal. <laughs> God damn it, pal. WrestleMania. Uh, you can barely understand me nowadays. <laughs> yeah, it's a little more gravelier now. Oh yeah. He's still a crazy son of a bitch. Yeah, man. I, I I would I would pay anything to read read an unfiltered autobiography. Oh my god, that thing would that thing would be amazing. Just appear. That's just volumes. Volumes. Like you have to be like. Two or three parts of that. Just to dive into his mind. I mean, the dude doesn't eat anything he touches. 
He does. Oh, he doesn't eat like sandwiches even. Up until like his feet. Like if he's eating pizza, he'll fold it. Like yeah. say he's holding the crust, mm-hmm. he'll eat the pizza, but then he's done with the crust. Wow. If he eats a sandwich, up until where he's up until where like his fingers are touching, he's done. What a weird, weird, weird man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all have our, we all had our things. Like in the center. early 2000s, I was afraid to show my, I didn't like showing my elbows. <laughs> oh yeah. When you wore the maternity wear t-shirts. Yep. <laughs> okay. Who could play Vince McMahon? Current Vince McMahon? Willem Dafoe. Young Vince McMahon? Joaquin Phoenix. I like that. Joaquin Phoenix as, as a younger Vince McMahon? Yeah. I could see it. I could see it, actually. Yeah. Because Joaquin Phoenix can play eccentric very well. Yeah. You know what? I'll just go Joaquin Phoenix altogether. Hmm. I like that. Okay. Joaquin Phoenix as Vinnie Mac. Yeah, just see him, just to see him growl like, you're fired. He'll get into that character. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. I like All that. Right. Um Hey, what you got, man? Hmm. I'm kind of, you know, I am kind of looking around seeing this. <laughs> Trying to look around for ideas. Yeah. Ooh. I got to I may have to look into my my iCloud. I'm mean, my iCollect. <laughs> yeah. And let us know in the comments if you got some other cool casting ideas. Hmm. Yeah, drop them in the comments too. Man. So just to give a brief rundown so far. So you picked uh, Carl Urban as Wolverine, uh, Triple H as Kratos, and oh, I already forgot this actor's name <laughs> as, as Jin Sakai. Right. Ryan Higa. Ryan Higa. Write it down. <laughs> yeah, as Jin Sakai in Ghost of Tsushima. Hmm. That's, yeah. And for me, I picked uh, Bradley Cooper as Seth Rollins, uh, Timothy Oliphant as Gambit, or uh, or Timothy Chalamet, uh, Rooney Mara or Kate Mara as Aloy in uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, and you just picked uh, Joaquin Phoenix as Vince McMahon. Mm. So right now you're trying to choose uh, your fourth. fourth. Johnny Storm from the Fantastic Four. Johnny Storm. Because yeah. mm. we all know who we want as Mr. Fantastic. Is it John Krasinski? Yes. Mm. Okay, Johnny Storm, uh, Fantastic Four. Uh, let me think. Let me think about that one. You know what? I think I have I have an actor here. Um, I'm blanking out on his name, but let me look him up real quick. What is he playing? Uh, he was in the recent West Side Story uh, by Steven Spielberg. Um, let me see. Who was his name? Riff. Yeah, he played Riff. Uh, Mike... Mike Fast or Mike Faced. 
um, F-A-F-A-I-S-T. Um, he, he, he played uh, the leader of the Jets riff in West Side Story, the 2021 uh, remake. Excellent film. It's actually coming on Disney Plus uh, streaming, I think, tomorrow. Oh, yeah. uh, and it comes out on Blu-ray next week, also in 4K. I think he could play it off because he plays, he plays brash and bold and somewhat and definitely arrogant very well. Yeah, he's... Yeah, all you have to do is like, well, in this picture in Wikipedia, just give him a haircut. Keep it, keep it short and boom. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. Yep. Yeah, he could pull he could pull it off. Uh, Mike Mike faced in um, as Johnny Storm in uh, in a Fantastic Four movie or or TV show. Um, but yeah, West Side Story definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. It's really good. All right. So so let me let me, let me think of one. Uh. See, so yeah, for th- for thinking about uh, casting, hmm. who would you cast? And you know what? Uh, right. Who would you cast as the next James Bond? And no, Idris Elba does not count. Ooh, okay, he's gotta be uh, the next Idris. I mean, the next James Bond. Yeah. No, Aegis. Oh, cause he's so young. I would go Taron Egerton, but he's so young. Like, like a a young James Bond, he could pull it off if you were to. Yeah, a young James Bond. Yeah, but oh, well, he's just not as. Because I think I think Daniel um, Daniel Craig just kind of shift gears in his. He's much more you know parkour like, so there's much more action. He kind of raised the bar with it. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna think the uh, the other guy from the first Kingsman movie, but he wouldn't obviously be doing his stunts. Oh, you mean Colin Firth? Yes. Yeah, Colin Firth would have been a decent James Bond. Yeah, yeah. probably like years ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah, if you're gonna go a young James Bond, yeah, you gotta go Taron Egerton. Hmm. Yeah, that would be my pick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and he can obviously he can pull action very well too. All right. Nice. Nova from the Nova Corps. Nova Corps. Is that Marvel? Yeah. Were they in Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, the Nova Corps was, but not. Or or was that Captain Marvel? Oh. The Nova Corps were okay. Nova. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's Nova. Okay. Right. Um. Hmm. Nova. Uh, who would I cast as uh, as that character? Um. Let's see. And you and you can show the the good people what he looks like. He kind of looks like Orion. Um, the DC character. Yeah. Kind of looks like him. Uh, as far as I can go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Nova. I mean, since he'll since he'll be wearing the helm, that helm most of the time. Um. Suppose you could put uh, shoot. I suppose you could like. 
cast, I guess, Ansel Elgort. Ansel Elgort, he was he was also a, a, the lead in West Side Story, the remake, as well as uh, Baby Driver. Yeah. Yeah, since he's since he'll be wearing the helm most of the time. Just I was, give him a little muscle and that's it. And he's tall. So yeah. Honestly I would put what's his name? I I would I would give that role to Channing Tatum to Channing Tatum. Hmm, that's a good one. Yeah, no complaints there. Okay. Alright. So Ansel Algor? Yep. Alright. Go ahead, because I know you got a good one for me. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, okay. Uh, whew. Dang. Um, yeah, yeah, I wish... I- yeah, I know. I know this is all off the dome. Otherwise, I would have like give this some thought. Before. Oh yeah, we would have had. Some, I literally, honestly, I literally just thought about this when you was reviewing uh, Green Book. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, the idea just hit me, and I'm like, you know what? Let me go with it. Let me go along with it. Yeah. Uh, hmm. What you got? What you got? Let's see. I feel like this is going to be a hard one. Yeah, I'm thinking, thinking. Thinking, thinking. <laughs> mm. uh, who would you cast as um, Dr. Doom in, in a Fantastic Four movie? Wow, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh Dude who played freaking Doctor Doom in the original one did such a good job. Oh, is it Julian McMahon? Yes, Mm -hmm. Julian McMahon was a very good one, but he's already in the MCU. Oh, is he? Yeah, he plays. uh, He's in uh, Runaways. Oh, okay. Um, Runaways is a cool show for what it was too. Hmm. Ooh. Wait, who would I cast? Who, who, you said who would I cast? As, oh, Doctor Doom. Yeah. Okay, so there's gotta be some age. He's gotta be. He's gotta be a pretty boy. Oh damn. Oh, who you got? So Carl's typing in the. Person Nicolaj Costa Waldo. Okay, Jamie Lannister. Yep. As Doctor. D- okay, that's a good choice. That's a very good choice, actually. Ugh. All right. Woo. I like that. That was a struggle. That was a bit of a struggle, but you know. Mm. Yeah. Um. Even though, even though I also know he was also in Doctor Strange, I would have also accepted Mads Mikkelsen. No. No. Yeah. Because Doctor Doctor Doom's a pretty boy. He's too he he's too pretty. Mesbigelson is a handsome dude too. Yeah, but he's like older and he's plus like that's uh, if you're thinking about a villain, a actual proper villain, not just whoever he was. As, I wouldn't cast him as Doctor Doom. Like whoever he was in Doctor Strange. No, yeah, he would have been a great Doctor Doom. Him or Sean Bean. 
Sean Bean would have been a good Doctor Doom too. No, because Doctor Doom was obsessed. The thing was with Doom, it's like he was very obsessed with his looks. Yeah. So that's why I figured uh, Jamie Lannister would like care that because he was he was a pretty like he was a pretty boy. Yeah, he had the brains and stuff, but he was a pretty boy. Mm-hmm. If you need somebody, you need somebody for those two actors. You need somebody like much older and much grit, like much more grittier mm-hmm. for those type of roles. They're great actors, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. not for Doom. Jamie yeah. Lannister would nail Doom. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, who you got? Uh. Since we're on the role of the Fantastic Four, even though this will be majority CGI, Silver Surfer. <laughs> Silver Surfer. Um, man. Didn't Lawrence Fishburne play Silver Surfer? The voice, yeah. Oh, the voice, yeah. Uh, Silver Surfer. Um, geez. Uh, hmm. Yeah, just just shave Charlie Hunnam's head and call it a day. That's actually a good choice. Yeah, That's <laughs> actually a really good choice. Yeah, Charlie Hunnam as Silver Surfer. I mean, he's a good actor. Yeah, so why not? All right. Okay, your turn. You got some. All right. Uh, okay, let me think. Um. Hmm. Actually, can I do a twofer? A twofer? Yeah. Go ahead. Who would you cast as Alana and Marco from Saga? Oh, you know, I was thinking that one. <laughs> okay, so they gotta be. They gotta be at least about uh, in their early thirties, mm-hmm. you know, still kind of baby face, but still kind of up there. Maybe late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, Alana and Marco in Saga. Either Zoe Kravitz. Or Sophia Ali, she played um. She played in the uh, Uncharted movie. Okay. And as for uh, Marco, um, because he's a bit of a pretty boy too. Rami Malek. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see. I can see that. That's that's some that's some quality casting right there. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. That was bad. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Let me see. Let me take it to the let me take it to the realm of video games. Damn, damn the realm of, the realm of video games. All right. And I got, let me look up the blockbuster. 
Because that those are the most of the games like we <laughs> that we <laughs> both we both have played. So let oh, me yeah. go. All right, video games. Okay. Let me see. I'm just gonna pick a rare. I'm just gonna pick 2019. All right. All right. Any control? Let me think. Samus. Ooh, Samus. Samus from Metroid. Okay. Samus Aran from Metroid. Ooh. Okay. 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 Um, hold on, let me see. I, I I have a couple of names in mind. Um, I would say. Actually, no. I, I have I have one actually. Jessica Chastain. As Samus Aran. Really? Yeah. Jessica Chastain. She's a fantastic actress. Yeah. Yeah, she's older though. And she's I mean, she's she's around our age. Jessica Chastain. Yeah. No. Or in our or in our early forties. Yeah, look it up. Yeah, she just yeah, she she also just got nominated. Did she? Yeah, for an Oscar. Eyes of Tammy Faye. I'm a bit older. She's forty four. Yeah. I would go younger. Well, I mean, plus like you're the like Sam Sarah's always in the suit. So yeah. Okay, Jessica Chastain. Yeah. All right. Who you got? Um. <laughs> oh God. Uh. Okay. Who would you cast in a full-on dramatic remake of Blank Man? <laughs> <laughs> A full-on dramatic remake of Blank Man. Yes. Who would be the new Blank Man in this dramatic Bel Air version of the of the comedy original? Have you checked? Have you checked out Bel Air yet? Not yet, but I will. I will. Hmm. Dramatic. I wonder what the comments say. Oh, um, Blank Man. It's dark and gritty. It's rated PG thirteen. Oh, John Aponic just asked, "Who do I call cast for MCU Miles Morales?" Hmm. Normally, I would say Shamik Moore, but he's a bit older. Yeah. Um, to play Miles Morales. Yeah, more Dawson. He wouldn't fit the whole Hispanic. Hmm. His bit black and Hispanic look. Um. I'm still. Shamik Moore as Blank Man. <laughs> okay. Shamik Moore as the new Blank Man. The dark and gritty reboot. Yeah, you can do it. Hmm. As far as Miles Morales and MCU type, okay, now we got to take somebody who's like 15-ish, like a teenage actor. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he'd be like some TikTok sensation. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Black is. Hmm. Uh, 
he would be good, but he's a little. T- but he's already in the MCU. Oh, who? Uh, Renzi. What's his name? Renzi. Some. Renzi. Some. He plays uh, Alex Wilder in Runaways. Okay. Well, I mean, Marvel. Marvel's double cast before. They have. Um. Hmm. Damn. Think I found it. Oh, you found an actor who could play uh, Miles yeah. Morales? Live action? He would. What the hell? Did he just show. Huh. His name's Gonzalo Morales. Hmm. Oh, he could pull it off for sure. Yeah. Gonzalo Morales. Let me just actually make sure it's the, that's definitely him. Hmm. Okay. All right. Looks like he can definitely fit the part. I don't know if I, I haven't seen him in anything though. Okay. Nope. That definitely ain't it. All right. What the <laughs> hell? But that actor, whoever it was, already freaking lost the page. Kind of mad at myself now. <laughs> okay. This this kid. All right. So what's his name? So. What's his name though? Because that's like the. No, it's too. Yeah, at this point, you just might as well look up a Nickelodeon cast list or something. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, oh, not Caleb McLaughlin. See, he's he's Static Shot. Okay. Caleb McLaughlin would definitely be Static Shot. Damn, whoever that cat, whoever that actor was, like that, he has like the perfect look. Hmm. Um. Yeah. But John, this is the actor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He has it. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, let me see. One number ten. Uh-huh. I. Ooh, I gotta hit you with it. I gotta hit you with a doozy on this one now. <laughs> Somebody's. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's 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 hear this doozy, man. Uh. Who would you cast? Damn it, America Chavez is taken. <laughs> All right, let me pick another. Yeah, let's. Yeah, I'm all ears. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets tougher as we go. Cause, cause, like, again, like we didn't. We. You yeah, this just, is all <laughs> on the fly. Yeah. Because little little just came up with the idea, so if I had a little more time, I'd be like, hmm, you know. Yeah, so. we'll probably just be develop. We be debating it more, yeah. if anything. <laughs> All right, let's go for our favorite recent year in gaming. <clears throat> Come. Ooh, gee, this is a, this is definitely a hard one. Okay, I can't go Detroit Become Human because that's like they're all 
Yeah, they were. Cloud Strife. Cloud Strife. <laughs> Cloud Strife from Final Fantasy VII. Yes. Um, I will say any any one of the uh, singers in BTS. There you go. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, well, they all don't look alike, damn it. <laughs> well, plus they're Korean, but still, I mean, well, okay. Well, okay s- seriously though, a <laughs> uh, Cloud Strife. Um, hmm. You know, thinking on it, um, Cloud Strife. If we were to do like a Final Fantasy live action adaptation of the, of that game, and if you were to cl- cast a an actor to play Cloud Strife. Um, hmm. Damn this this is this is actually tough. Because I, I got to really think about this one. Uh, nah. That's a good one. Nick Margot Robbie as Samus. Oh, that could work. Yeah, Margot Robbie. Yeah, she could pull it off. Um. Hmm. Cloud Strife, that that's, that's that's a hard one. That that is a hard one. Um I I, I will say sidebar, uh Final Fantasy Seven. Um it's got a ton of praise, but I I think it's as a game, I think it's fine. It's fine. I think I think there are better Final Fantasy games out there, but it's fine. Um hmm. Um, I'm scrolling through a list here of some uh, of some Asian actors. I may end up changing you. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Mm, nah, he's a little, little. I'll go with Justin H. Min from Umbrella Academy. Hmm. I'll go with him. Okay. Yeah. M I N H or just uh just M I N. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Oh, it's my turn? Yep. Yeah, it's the final one. All right. Oof. Man. Yeah, we're just rocking and rolling with these. Uh is there any any more new comments as I'm thinking of one? Uh <laughs> No idea for Cloud. That also ventures into the ghost in the shell territory. Yeah, it could. <laughs> and Final Fantasy VII is legendary, unfriended, all by John Aponic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I still, I still haven't completed Final Fantasy VII, uh, the original. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, hmm, what would be, what would be my final one? To wrap up this cast, this uh, freestyle casting thing. Um. Hmm. This was hard. <laughs> I really, yeah. Even I don't regret. I don't regret, you know, coming up with it though. Yeah. Yeah. This, it is. This, this is really good. Yeah. Uh. Thinking. Who could? Who could be? Nah, that's been done. No, that's been done a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. As of as of now, um, brain fart. 
I'm struggling, struggling, like like like, like I'm struggling to squeeze it out, like sweeps. But uh, <laughs> like what? <laughs> what the hell was that? You know, like you know, like you know, the sound like like a of, of a flatulent that's like squeezing out like slowly, like sweeps. You know, squeak fart. Is it? S- sweeps. Sweeps. <laughs> oh man. Um. Dang. Uh, let me think. Hmm. Okay, if we were to take a look at uh, hmm. You're just thinking of everything that you got. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's a here's a tough one or it's just completely random one that I'm just throwing out there. Okay. Just throwing out to the wind. Um who would you cast in a biopic uh of, of uh DJ Cool Herc? Damn. Yeah, that is as the, the father of hip hop. That is as random DJ as it gets. DJ Cool Herc. All right, first of all, I got to look at him from Back in the day and now. Okay. Yeah. Woo! DJ Cool Herc. Yeah. If there was like a, whether it's a Netflix miniseries or like just a regular feature film of the founder of hip hop, who would you cast? DJ Cool Herc. Right. Hmm. Light skin. <laughs> All right. Uh, he's kind of jacked for a grip, huh? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Personally, I would cast Ryan Gosling. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Man! <laughs> I'm not going to pull a Scarlett Johansson ghost in a shell situation. Please don't do that. <laughs> hmm. DJ Cooher. Wow, yeah, that was, that was that's a tough and random you, one. <laughs> okay, you got me back with that one. Yeah, fifteen twenty Cedric Ave. Everybody, anybody who's in the Bronx, please go to fifteen twenty Cedric Ave. Hmm. Like, I really think like anybody who's a hip hop head really needs to just visit there. Hmm. Okay, like one of the hip hop holy sites. That is the hip hop holy site. That's where it all began. Oh, okay. that little project. Mm, like the Mecca, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's exactly where it's at. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, ah, oh, man. DJ Cool Herc would be. Even though he's dark skin. Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen. I like I like that. You know what? You know, let me let me, let me get a picture of Cool Herc real quick. Oh, Cool Herc's like light skin and, and stuff. But like, hmm. Yeah, and Yaya's very he's he's very dark skin. Yeah, he's definitely darker than uh, Cool Herc. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can see Yaya Abdul Mateen pulling pulling the role off for sure. Yeah. Um, Jamaican brother from the Bronx too, so you know. 
Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, okay. Um, let me see. Any other picks, or are you going to go with... Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with Yaya. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah, we can go with that. Well, my brain hurts now. Those were hard. God <laughs> damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I said, we had to think off the dome. Yeah, if we if we had if we had more preparation, we would have had some more robust uh, picks. But yeah, like, but there would have been a lot of debate, which was there was some, but there would have been a lot more. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, yeah, good good call, good call, call, good call, Carl. That was that was what's up. That's what's up. Say that three times fast. I know, Carl. Oh here we go. <laughs> wow, you watched. She put you onto it. The llamas. Why did she put me onto that years ago? Uh, yeah, llamas. shout out to shout out to Afton. <laughs> But yeah, uh, that was our dream casting. You know, we uh, had to stretch our brains a little uh, off the dome. Um, but uh, but yeah, thanks to everyone in the comments for leaving your suggestions. Uh, let us know uh, some other dream casting comments or ideas you got um, in the comments, or send us an email at codexprimepodcast at gmail dot com. Um, please send us an email, John. <laughs> yes. John, please, please send us an email that we can oh, read. Oh, the Batman is coming out this weekend. He will send an email. <laughs> Yeah. Well, John, to his credit, like John, he's not he's he's he refuses to go into theaters now. So he will wait. He'll probably wait until that movie comes out uh, uh, on Blu-ray. Um, you know, he he has his I, reasons. I, I no, and I get it. But yeah. I literally told somebody who pretty much almost died of COVID. Mm. And I'm like, I send him the picture like, yo, the movie has gotten a 10. He said, I may have to go to th-. and he hates going to movie theaters. Mm. Just hates it. Yeah. He's like, I may have to go to the movie for that. I'm like, wait, did I just read that right? <laughs> and he's like, listen, like he's like, I will make an obsession. I'm like, I got face shields for you. <laughs> hey, do what you and I'm can. like, that movie's gonna be three hours long. Yes, three hours of, of Robert Pattinson. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna get anything to drink. Yeah, yeah. Protect your bladder. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, John. If you're still in the comments, send us an email. It's been a long time. Um, <laughs> we'll read it on the air next week, just so we, just because I'm tired of deleting spam. <laughs> I'm deleting my fair share too. <laughs> yeah, ain't just you. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. That's that's pretty much it. Uh, Carl, tell the good people where they can find us. Well, obviously on thanks on uh Facebook Live. Thank you for watching. Uh, you can catch us on Instagram. Twitter, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud. So uh, bonus content on YouTube, hopefully. Victor, does the Oscar, best picture, do they deserve it (laughs) on our YouTube channel? (laughs) I'm trying to put, I'm putting it out to the universe. Um, But yeah, you can catch us every, you can uh, find us everywhere. And also big shout outs to our sponsors, Silk City Hot Sauce. Yep. Uh, I can't. Uh, I can't wait to see them at the Retro Expo in on April second. Nice. Because I'm getting me some more. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's great hot sauce, man. And I'm still using my promo code Codex. Fifteen percent off. Oh yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, hot Silk City hot sauce goes well with a lot of foods. Exactly. You know, yeah. hot and creamy. Now you just make it. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that's where you can find us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, we'll 
Yep, and also uh, next week's episode, uh, we will we will be seeing the Batman uh, this weekend. So uh, we'll definitely get into our full on review uh, for next week. Um, are you planning to watch it this week? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, three hours of Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz, Colin Farrell, Paul Dano. Sign me up. Andy Serkis. Yep. Andy Serkis. Don't you forget that genius. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's gonna be dope. And um, also, I, I will make some time, uh, hopefully, to watch Peacemaker. So I'll review that. <laughs> I'll have some thoughts about that next week, hopefully. Um, I'll, I'll get through as many episodes as, as I can. Um, yeah, that's that's. Let's go back it. and forth. Bel Air Peacemaker. Bel Air Peacemaker. Yeah, I can do that too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that wraps it up for this week's episode of the Codex Prime Podcast. Um, yeah, thank you all for watching and listening. Thank you all uh, for chiming in the comments. Uh, as always, we'll catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.